Well, well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the monthly Q&A call. My name is Tony Pearl, and it will be both my honor and pleasure to be your host of the call this evening. For those of you who may not know me, I am uh, one of Ron's mentors, and I live right outside the Washington, D.C. area here on the East Coast. I've been on Planet Ron since January 2002 and have done gosh, over 160 creative real estate deals of all kinds, short sales, wholesales, rehabs, owner financing, lease purchases, all the good stuff. So it's my goal for us to have fun tonight while we uh, do some learning. We're going to go over some leads and some deals, hopefully answer your questions and take good care of you, and have a few laughs in the process, hopefully. So I hope that you're ready. Now, we hold this call on the second Monday of every month. This is your chance to get your real estate questions and your real estate deal questions answered. Gold Club members can submit your deals prior to the call that we'll review right here. And I have a few of them for our reviewing leisure this evening. I've been busy on mentor calls all day, so I haven't even had a chance to really take a look at them. But we have a few of them, and uh, I took a quick peek, and they look like uh, we've got some good, interesting leads going on here. So if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen but not participate. So sorry. But if you'd like to get more information and sign up for the Gold Club, you may do so at www.ronsgoldclub.com. Now, if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal that you submitted, press star six at any time to be entered into the queue. Again, if, you have, if you're a Gold Club member, you have a deal or a lead or something you'd like to discuss, press star six at any time and you get your hand raised and to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial into the interactive line that is listed in your Gold Club, Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, you should go ahead and hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. Now, if you don't know the uh, Gold Club access code but you are a Gold Club member, just go and log into the Gold Club. After you've logged in, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and it is the access number for that is right there for your convenience. All right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's see if we have anyone who has raised their hand for this evening. And uh, got to go through this magic web interface here. And I uh, don't see any hands raised yet. Let me take a look. Wow, got a lot of people calling in here tonight. Let me make sure you guys can hear me. Let me uh, take you off, off mute. I'm releasing the chaos. Can everybody hear me okay? Say yes. Say hello, yeah, Tony. Yes. Yeah. Hello, 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 Tony. Hello, Tony. Yes. Hey, hello, Tony. oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, all right. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> all right, make some noise if you are, are, are presently if you are presently one of my students or have been one of my students. Make hey, noise, Tony, please. how you doing? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Hey, hey. Oh, man, oh, man, I love it, I love it. My people, my peoples are here. <laughs> All right. Um, what? Okay. Does anyone raise their hand that I'm not seeing in the line here? Has anyone raised their hand to be in the queue? That's why I told it and leave it right there, and then you have to keep an eye on it. Anybody have a deal that they would like to discuss? I think that's too far. Anybody, anybody. No, my, okay. Uh, Hands raised, but I'm not sure if you got it or not. What is your name? Uh, Lanier. Lanier. Oh, hey, Lanier. What's up? 
Hey, how you doing? Okay. I'm good. I'm good. It only allows me to see, like, uh, a few people at a time. I got all... Well, don't worry about it. We can talk about mine later. It's a quick one. So, that's okay. Okay. Let me see. How do I see where the people are who have raised their hand? They didn't show me. Let me just try it this way. Uh, where is it? There we go. All right, let me take this off the mute. Let me try something real quick here. And then if, I, if I'm not able to get this to be working, we'll just come back to you, Lanier. So stand by. Okay, guys, if you can hear me, here's the deal. If you have a, uh, I'm going to put the Q&A section back on. When I push this button, it makes a whole new section pop up, and it shows me if you are raising your hand by pressing star six. Uh, everyone else will be muted. I will unmute you. It will, you'll pop on within a couple seconds, and we can discuss your deal and your situation, whatever your real estate question may be, for the benefit of everyone here. And I appreciate everyone being being quiet. If you have a lot of background noise, I'd appreciate you uh, muting yourself by pressing. If you have a lot of background noise, either mute your phone if you can, or I think it's, uh, what is it? Please bear with me. I haven't posted one of these calls like this for some time. I appreciate everyone being quiet in the meantime. If you have background noise, please mute your phone. There should be a little special button on there. And if you don't know how to do that, I believe that the magic button for doing that is uh, star five. All right, I get Yeah, star five to mute yourself. If you don't know where the mute button is on your phone. As long as everyone behaves, we can have it go like this for a minute. Sounds like someone's eating dinner, banging on the plate. All right, let me get back to this. Okay. Here we go. All right, I'm going to enter this back into the Q&A mode. And if you have a question or a deal to discuss, please press star six. Again, if you have a deal or a question to discuss, please press star six after I press this button in three, two, one. All right. Nice and peacefully silent. So again, if you have a, a question or a deal you would like to discuss and be a part of the action, get it. Jump on into the hot seat. Don't worry, I won't bite hard. <laughs> and we have one already. We have our first victim. I mean, customer this evening, and we have Alexander Delise, my my old students. All right, hang on one second. We're going to get him on here. Okay, okay hi, Tommy. Hey, there you are. What's going on, my friend? Right. Long time to talk to. How have you been? Great to hear your voice again. Okay, well, I'm, I'm currently I'm I'm a little sick. I have a a nasty uh, infection that I'm taking care of. So bear with me. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear <clears> that. Yeah, yeah. Drink your yeah, orange juice. Get right. plenty of rest. Lots of fluids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Now I have a deal uh, pending where uh, the gentleman asked for four hundred fifteen. Uh, grant for his house and 
I got him down to 400, and he has a balance of uh, 270, roughly. Okay. okay. Now, uh, if he is interested in an owner financing deal, but he does not want to, you know, he, he's not comfortable with me taking over his loan uh, while it stays in his name and me paying the the mortgage payments. Is there an alternative okay. to that? Yes, there are several. <clears throat> Let me just make okay. sure I got these numbers correct. So he's asking 415, you got him down to 400, he owes 270, right? Correct, correct. Hmm? What's, it, what's it worth? Uh, what's it worth? It's, it's worth for uh, roughly, uh, well, it's, it's worth, I, I, I think he said it was, he said he got it appraised. It is worth 415. So okay. he says. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, how recent is that appraisal? That appraisal is uh, a few days old. I believe he's had it on Trulia for, for about 36 days. <clears throat> okay. And mm -hmm. let's see, what kind of repair? Have you seen the house yet? I haven't seen the house yet, no, because uh, I, when I went to talk, when I, when I uh, called him up, uh, he was busy with Mom's Day. So, you know, we couldn't uh -huh. talk. Just, <laughs> just yesterday. Props to him for having respect for mom, of course. A beautiful thing. So, oh, of course. Yeah, hey, yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Happy and by the way, happy belated Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Amen. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, do you know if this house needs any repairs? What kind of shape is it in? I assume it's in it, It's an excellent shape, according to him. And when you look at it in the, uh, you know, on Trulia, uh, he doesn't have pictures of, of inside of the house, but outside of the house, it does look good, and he does advertise it as having been repaired fairly recently. You know, uh, as far as countertops, the floors, everything is clean. He doesn't updated, really... modernized? Yeah, updated, updated, that's it. That's the word he uses. Okay, very good. <laughs> but of course, I'll very have good. to so, look at the house first. Mm -hmm. Turnkey, ready to go. Is he still living in the property? Is it vacant? Is it rented out? No, no, he, it's, it's okay. It has a tenant who is going to move out in June. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you have to assume that there's probably going to be some kind of maybe light cosmetics that may be necessary. But yeah, in probably, the meantime, we, yeah. can, we can move forward assuming that it doesn't need any repairs and until we yeah. get a chance to get out there. Uh, right. Okay, so what is his reason for, for selling? Uh, his reason for selling is he, he simply wants to get rid of the house. He doesn't want, you know, he, he's, he's just anxious to get it off his hands. Okay. Mm. okay and we're, we may want to test how motivated he is to get it off of his hands, of course, as we go through the process. Now, um, yeah. did you negotiate anything with him on the phone? Yeah. The, the price of the house, uh, the, uh, the uh, monthly payment, I believe he said was twenty two was 2450 um and uh, what else oh the the term the term is a, is a sticking point for him cuz he he first mentioned the year and uh i told him that that may not work mm -hmm. and i also remember from your materials that uh you think you 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 don't seem to be too happy with one year terms so um, it's not impossible, it's just really, 
Yeah, we really mm -hmm. want to get at least three to five years minimum. Of course, we always say right. we'd like to get 30 and then come back to something lower, 15 or 10, but we always negotiate. Yeah. Remember, remember, guys, we always negotiate lightly on the phone to pro for flexibility and motivation. And then we negotiate more aggressively in person when we get out to see the house. Always remember that. Now, just talking to you, Alex, talking to everyone who is still listening and paying attention here. So always mm -hmm. remember that. Negotiate lightly on the phone, more aggressively in person at the house when we get out there. We're just trying to see what they're willing to do, what they're open to doing on the phone. It's not set in stone. Okay? So um, the payments, is he okay with you just taking over his uh, monthly payment until you get him cashed out? Uh, well, that's, that's the problem. He, uh, he's not comfortable with me taking over the loan subject to. Of course, I didn't mention right. those words. I just said he, he didn't like the idea of me, taking it, uh, of me taking it over while it's in his name. Well, of course, so, Alex, no one's going to like you doing yeah. that on the phone unless they're like halfway out the door already and they have a ton of motivation. Yeah. They don't right, know right, you, right. you don't know him. He doesn't trust you from Adam. So that's something that exactly, has to be exactly. up in person. Yeah, yeah, of course, when you get out to see the house. So okay. that's something that we can build on, and I'll have you prepared for a couple other contingency fallbacks in case, uh, in case he just doesn't want to do that. Now, right. as it is right now, supposing that you're able to get him at, at, at 400, which you do want to try and get him down even more when you get there in person, of course. Yeah. Uh, also, you want to get a longer term. Did you get, did, uh, what did you talk about down payment? Down payment, oh, down payment was, was a good, was, uh, he, he wanted 30 grand. Uh -huh. Which is, I think, reasonable, given it's a four hundred thousand dollar house. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, but we don't want to have that in our. <laughs> we of course <laughs> want to get in for little to nothing down. Of course, okay. at the very very least, we got to make sure that we get in light because, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in Planet Ron, we don't want to have you coming out of pocket for a down payment, unless and until you know you've got that money coming from your tenant buyer. So we got to get that Correct. down like five grand or less if you can, you know. Okay. And mm -hmm. yes, and then you don't want to have to come out with that payment until you are able to identify a tenant buyer who's going to put like fifty grand down, something like that. Especially on a right. thousand dollar plus house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you want to write the language in your prop, uh, purchase and sale agreement to reflect that that you have that amount of time before mm -hmm. that that payment will be due. Okay. Okay. So, mm -hmm. Just a couple strategies for you to consider. Now, of course, when we're talking about subject to, for the benefit of those who may be new, subject to means when we take over the debt. We do not assume the debt. We take over the debt on a property, and we begin making payments on it when we agree. It means that the seller deeds the property over to us. And when I say us, I don't mean you personally. I mean your entity, preferably your land trust that you form, okay? Uh, not... Uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with LLCs, but we, we really only want to use land trust as an entity in almost every state out there, okay? Now, um, a few things about land trusts. I, think, I believe we're going to cover with someone else this evening, so I'll hold off on that for now. So, but at the same time, you get ownership of the property in your entity, the seller's name still is on the loan. It's still on the mortgage, and they are still... Uh, out there for that. So a lot of people, especially on the phone, are not going to be comfortable with that because they don't understand it, they don't like it, and you don't want to uh, necessarily put your foot in your mouth by over-explaining that part of it. In Ron Scripps, he says, uh, when it comes to subject two part, he says, now I can do this, I can benefit, 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 I can buy your house, start making payments when we agree, I'll take over your debt, I'll help save you closing costs, and I'll make this a really easy transaction for you. Those are the benefits. 
But in order to do so, we're going to need to have the loan remain in your name until uh, eventually I'm able to get it paid off for you in a little while. Would that, is that something that would keep you up at night, or can we continue? So that's the way that he pretty much likes to approach it in the script, which is fine. It makes sense because we want to let them know up front that this is what we need to do, and if you have an issue with it, let us know up front. So if he does or not, you know, if, he's, if, he, if they come, what I like to say, if they come back and say, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that, and say, okay, I'll tell you what, you are, are you comfortable with everything else that we've discussed with the terms we've discussed here on the, on, uh, on the phone tonight? And they'll say, hopefully they'll say, yes, I am. Then you say, okay, great, I'll tell you what, as long as I know you have some flexibility, let's go ahead and set up a time when I can come out to meet with you, take a look at the property, we can shake hands, and we can sit down and see how we can do business and I can buy your house. Sound good? And they'll hopefully say yes, and then you set up an appointment and you go out and see the house. Now, by the way, have you set an appointment, Alex? Uh, no, no, not yet. Mm. Yeah, because uh, it was it was Mom's Day, you know, so I got I got to okay. call him back and yeah, set an appointment. Okay, so definitely mm -hmm. call him back uh, tonight or tomorrow. Don't wait mm -hmm. and get say, mm -hmm. hey, I just wanted to. Uh, I you know I enjoyed our time yesterday. Is it a good time? Are you not even catching the middle of something now? We don't have Mother's Day still going on, right? So is it a good time for us to talk now? Should we continue our conversation on how I can buy your house? Yeah. Okay. Great. So just tie a few loose ends down, set an appointment, mm -hmm. and go out and see the property. Okay, now, mm -hmm. um, so hopefully you'll be able to get that down on the down payment. Hopefully he'll come down at least like ten grand on the phone, and then you can wiggle some more when you talk to him in person. Then you mm -hmm. uh, can also talk about the, um, the payments. Now, when it comes to subject two, as long as he's comfortable with everything else, we have a few other things that we can do. We can okay. work a couple other – we can do like a wraparound mortgage we can arrange with him, which okay. would essentially um, – create a new note for uh, whatever amount that you like 400,000 or hopefully less that you'd be negotiating minus whatever necessary down payment. You create a mm -hmm. new note there and that would wrap around his existing note and you would be creating a new note to him, the seller. And then you would begin making payments on that. He would have a note against the property and he would be in much more powerful position and you could get ownership that way. Okay. Uh, right. Another option is to arrange a, a land contract or agreement for deed or all-inclusive trust deed, basically an agreement for deed, which is like a wrap. It's like that, essentially, but it basically, it, 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 um, it's an instrument that allows you to buy the property, but they don't deed, they, they hold the deed in ownership, but you have equitable interest in the property, but they don't transfer the deed over to you, but you still have mm -hmm. uh, ownership and control of the property, essentially, but they don't technically transfer the deed over to you until you fulfill the obligations of that deed. Okay, and that's something that your attorney right. would draw up, but you could just basically call it an agreement for deed and tell them that, how about you retain ownership until I satisfy the agreements uh, of this agreement, or the conditions of this agreement. Is that something that we could work with? Hopefully that makes sense to you and a few others. I know I'm talking fast. We've got a lot of other people we've got to get to on the phone. I yeah. see a few other mm -hmm. people in the queue. I apologize here. Now, uh, if, if the, none of those work out, and if he just doesn't want to do that for whatever reason, but he still likes the terms, you can always fall back to a lease purchase, a.k.a. rent-to-own, which is where you get an agreement for a purchase price, an agreement for monthly payments, and an agreement mm -hmm. for a term in which you can, get the, uh, you can buy the property. Okay, mm -hmm. so say, for example, worst case, you get him set up to buy the property for 400000 make him rental payments for $2,450 or $2,500 a month, Mm -hmm. and you have three years to buy it. 
Okay? So you would have an agreement with the seller and then you would go out and create a sandwich lease purchase where you'd find a tenant buyer who has a good chunk of money to put down as a non-refundable option consideration, 10, mm -hmm. 20, 30 grand. They pay you every bit above your monthly rent that you can, say 2,800 or 3,000. So you make three to five hundred dollars a month cash flow, and then you mm -hmm. would sell it to them for say, so if the property is worth 415, mm -hmm. you could put it out there for 429.9, 434.9 if you really have a good a big pair, if you know what I'm saying, or you know even okay, yeah somewhere in there, or even like at the low end if if it comes back to it 424.9, but I would say try it for as high as you can that's reasonable, and uh, okay, and go from there. Mm -hmm. So you can always. You can go for ownership if he doesn't like the, the aspect of you owning the property and him having his name on the loan. You can fall back mm -hmm. to at least purchase if you need to. But remember the magic line. Would you rather mm -hmm. I rent the property from you or just buy it? And if he says, well, I'd rather you just buy it, then you say, I'd rather buy it too. Let's talk about uh -huh. that. Okay? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's terms. Does that make sense for you? Does that help you out? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Man, it's so great to hear you. And by the way, for everyone, yeah, Alex yeah, is in uh, New Jersey, mm -hmm. New York area. Or as we think, East Coast, Jersey. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Any other questions before we move on, Alex? No, no, that's, that's pretty much it for now. All right. Okay. Hey, awesome. Nice okay. hearing from you out. again, Tony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the pleasure's all mine, Alex. Thanks for calling in, man. I really appreciate you being here. And I hope you feel better. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, great. I'm going to press the next button and we'll move on. I believe it's Yvette McBride. Mm -hmm. Prepare yourself. You are next. Hold on. La, 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 hey, Tony. Hey, my who's this? Eric. My name's Joe. Eric? Uh, my, no, Joe. Joe McBride. Uh, oh, Joe McBride. Okay. Yeah, it's my, it's my wife's name, Yvette. I figured. I figured. So, uh, okay. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking our, our questions here. Uh, My pleasure, sir. Ron. And, okay, uh, welcome aboard. Thank you. Uh, this is not a, a normal deal. Um, it's actually a duplex I own on my own that I've had for about 10 years. Uh, okay. For uh, pros and cons of selling with uh, owner financing or lease option, knowing that they're going to sublet. Okay. Any advice? All right, so you want pros and cons on selling on lease option. Duplex yeah, or, or, or I can give you the number. That's the number all that critical. Uh, I owe about 70 on it. The ARV is 85. Uh, I'd probably ask 99.9. Uh, PIG Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to take notes by typing as, as you go here. So you, uh, the ARV is 85. You owe, what did you say, 70? Correct. Okay. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I would ask 99. Okay. My PITI is 680 a month. Okay. Uh, it, it's uh, able to rent at between 14 and 1500 dollars a month. Ooh. All right. So I mean, I would, I would and, ask a nine ask a 900 dollar a month. Uh, whether it be uh, like I said, a lease option or uh, seller finance. Hold on, hold on. Is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this ask nine hundred a month? Is that what you just said? Correct. Okay, but you just said it rents for fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred a month. That's correct. So what am I missing? Oh, I mean, when I when I uh, lease option it to a buyer, 
Uh-huh. I would ask for ten to fifteen thousand dollars down. Okay. And uh monthly rent to them of nine hundred. So they would make the difference between what they could rent it for and what I could, you know, make their payment. Are you getting on that? Um so you, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. I would. Uh, I'm following you here. So you would, you would uh, ask them to, to rent it out for nine hundred to a thousand a month, and you can get fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred a month. Their rent payment to me would be nine hundred. They have the ability. Oh, so you talk. Your monthly out. cash flow would be about nine hundred. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, you, you confused me there, man. Just talk about rent here. Right. We already know the, the cash flow. We'll figure that as we go. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So yeah, so fifteen hundred. Well, actually, yeah. If you're talking uh, uh, fifteen hundred minus your six eighty PITI, that's about eight twenty a month right there. All right. Uh, well, when I was saying uh, asking the monthly is uh, that's what the buyer's payment to me would be every month. Okay. On top uh, on top of your on top of your PITI. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. There'll be a like my asking terms would uh-huh. be nine hundred dollars a month. He would be able okay. to rent it out for fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's oh, okay, okay, okay. I understand. So, okay. Now, it's a duplex. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay, I'm a little fuzzy there. So, yeah, it sounds like you uh, you have. Um, you have things pretty much lined up. What, what uh, the pros and cons on that? Gosh, the pros are that uh, you're going to get a deposit, uh, uh, you know, money in your pocket on there on an installment sale. You're going to get hands-free maintenance. You're going to have, I mean, hands-free cash flow, I should say. Uh, and you're not going to have to worry about tenants and toilets and turnover and all that stuff. The bad side is you're losing the golden goose by selling the property on an, on a on these purchases. What state are you in, by the way? Pennsylvania. PA. Out of okay. Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Okay. So why would you want to uh, sell it on, uh, on um, okay, so selling on lease option, not selling it on owner financing. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't want to be a landlord anymore. Okay. Yeah, so good. So put it out there on lease purchase. Sounds excellent. It. I mean, technically you would be a landlord, but really, if you do it right, you won't have to worry about anything because you'll set it up so that your tenant buyers are paying uh, everything and taking care of all the maintenance, and uh, you won't have to worry about all that stuff. Have, uh, I assume that you are, you've gotten to this point because you've been a landlord and you uh, recognize how much it, it, uh, it sucks, right? That's correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't take long to figure it out either. Not long at all. Eh? I, I've been there. I got the scars on my back and other parts of my body for the for proof. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, okay. What about the owner finance? Should I owner finance it or should I lease option it out? I like lease optioning it out because that way you retain ownership of the property yourself. I mean, okay. yeah. it, it it really depends on what your personal preferences are. In in Planet Ron, we like to. Uh, we like to lease option a property out as opposed to owner finance. Nine nine times out of a hundred, there's always extenuating circumstances, of course. But usually, that's what we like right? to do. Yeah, we retain yeah. ownership, and that way, let's say that you know 
three, four years down the road or whatever, they're not able to satisfy and, and move on. Now they, uh, they, they're, not, they're not able to buy. They want to move on and move out. So guess what? Then you have um, uh, another person that you can install in there. You may have a little bit of paint and whatever like that, but you, got, you start all over. You raise the price. You get another chunk of money down. The rent's probably going to go up by then. So you're making more money. You sell it on owner financing, which is a good strategy in a lot of cases. You know, it does work well a lot of times. But if you have the luxury of having um, patience and want to maximize the biggest bang for your buck, you don't want to kill the golden goose. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I've heard Ron say it many, 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 many times until my hair fell out, literally. So okay. that's the way we look at it. Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I believe that's pretty good. Uh, just a little bit of a follow-up, and I don't mean to tie you up too long. I, um, but if the, uh, okay. the buyer stops paying. If they're a tenant buyer? If the tenant buyer stops sure. paying, uh, sure. say because the tenants destroy the place or leave. Okay, which is always a possibility. It's part of the risk. One of, one of the wonderful uh, parts of doing real estate. So sure. you have a good attorney? Or even if, uh, well, I have to find a good attorney. Um, I've been asking around. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, even if there are tenants in the place, you know, do I have to go through the entire eviction process on him before I try to collect the rents from the current tenant? Okay, if there's a tenant in the place now, is that what you're saying, or in the future? Well, no, in the future, if I have to... Uh, uh, evict. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you have to evict, first of all, what you want to do is when you sit down with that tenant buyer the very first time, you've got to set the rules. One of the things, and, you know, talking about laying the foundation properly is on the basis of, is the true basis of everything. If you have a good relationship of respect and fairness but firmness, you're going to minimize your chance of having problems. If you do have a problem, then you're going to have to let, you know, you're going to, you go to your attorney and let them Send a, send a letter out the day that they're late that you can legally do so, all right? Um, sure. And then you can contact them, and basically the moment that rent's late, you can contact them. And by the way, one thing I like to recommend is never be the owner of the property when you're dealing with tenant buyers. Always be the director or the manager, some third-party person that you're not the, the person that they think is making the decisions. You know, you want to be the man, but you don't want to be the man in their eyes because – then you have the, the pleasure of having, I'm, I can take this back to the boss. Hey, I'm just trying to work on this, man. You know what I'm saying? So sure. that's just a personal bit of advice I would give you. So you go to them as a manager, hopefully, and you say, hey, what's going on? I know that you're late with the rent. Is everything okay? And you're usually on time with things. You don't want to lose your, um, your deposit if you're, if you're uh, what, do you need like a couple days or something here? You know, what's going on? Hopefully they'll get their stuff together. Whatever story they give you, Trust but verify, but don't trust them for nothing, man. Make sure your attorney is on point. And the, the moment that you can file eviction papers, you do not hesitate. They will test you, and do not fail that test. Don't be a nice okay. guy. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyone else That's who's been a, a landlord on this line who's been through this will 100% agree with me here. No doubt about it. Okay? Right, Tony, so great. that's what you do. Time and your help. My pleasure. Appreciate you what you do. Yeah, Joe, sorry about a little confusion in the beginning there. Glad we got it straightened yeah, out. But that's great. Yeah, man. Sounds like you got a good time on your hand. Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you next time, and uh, have a great week. Thank you. Do the same. Bye -bye. My pleasure.
All right. Uh, Deborah Hardesty, you are next. Hold on. Deborah Hardesty. Yeah, I tell you, it's in... not Deborah. It's Jim. This is her husband. Okay. Another man using his wife's cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. Uh, Jim Hardesty, gotta... right? Yeah. Okay. How you doing, Jim? What can I do for you, man? Not bad, brother. Uh, listen, I have a really weird, I wouldn't say weird, but uh, complex deal here. It's a, uh, a two-bedroom, two-bath house out in the middle of a plum vineyard. And this gentleman wants to lease it out to me. The whole situation, not just the house, but the, you know, the plum orchard and everything. Uh, he wants 719900 and he wants twenty five hundred a month uh, for four to five years. Uh, How much a month? But then, uh, two thousand five hundred. Okay. But but he wants me. He wants me to lease the whole thing, and then he wants me to lease back. He wants to lease. He wants me to lease back to him the, the workings of the orchard, and we would split the profit. So I don't huh. know that. That's nothing I've ever run into before. That's a bit unusual. I've never dealt with a plum vineyard before. <laughs> yeah. So he says it, 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 it profits about twenty to thirty thousand a year. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about farming plum orchards or anything like that. But uh, even though I've been a runner all my life, mm-hmm. and he's also wanting okay. fifty thousand dollars down payment for me. To oh, of course it. he does. So how long has he been trying to sell this place? Uh, a good, he said he's been trying to sell for about a year. We've had a long time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to get out and move closer to his parents. Uh, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a deal right away, but he does want to leave it. Get out there, get what, what, what state, what state is this in? California? Or California. Mm-hmm. Huh? How did I know? Central Valley. <laughs> All right. And that's where you are, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, he can want that all day long, but listen, Hunter, you got to make sure that, you know, and, and congratulations for, on getting this far. And by the way, how many conversations have you had with the seller? I've had a couple, just two. Yeah. Okay. I'm supposed to meet with him tomorrow to see the property. Okay, great. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay. So uh, does he own a free and clear or have uh, an existing debt on the property? It is free and clear. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And by the way, before I go any further, I got to do a quick, uh, uh, we had a few people turn in uh, PI sheets for everyone else who's listening. Uh, stand by one second, uh, Jim. I apologize about this. I got to get this. Uh, looks like we have Charlene White. If you are on the phone, please push uh, star six to raise your hand and uh, get yourself in the queue so we can discuss some of these leads that you have turned in. Charlene White, as well as, as well as, okay, gosh. Got them all over the place here, man. Good Lord, do I get enough emails every day? Holy macaroni. Holy guacamole. All right. Uh, give me just a moment here. Okay. Carl Hardesty? Yes. If you are on the phone, also please press star six. Carl Hardesty, so we can go over 
your PI sheets. All right? You're talking and, to um, What's that? I'm talking to everyone else who's listening on the phone. That's why I asked you to stand by one second. So I appreciate that. All right, back to you, Jim. Thank you for your patience. Now, he's been trying to sell this place a couple years or a, a year, and you're going to out there to mm -hmm. see him tomorrow. And he owns it free and clear. Okay. Yeah. All right, first of all, when you go, anytime that you go out to meet with a seller, you want to make sure that you take the right paperwork with you. And at a very minimum, you always want to take the following paperwork with you. By the way, have you done many deals? Is this your first one, or what's your deal experience? This would be my talk. first one. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've talked to many right, sellers, awesome. but this would be my first one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, congratulations on getting this far. Keep talking to sellers. Keep going and adjusting and getting better as you go. You're going to have to kiss a lot of frogs before you really start to get to the uh, princesses out there. But the best thing you could do is, is – uh, Pro for flexibility and motivation on the phone. Ask questions to get an offer generated that they're willing to work with. If it's worthwhile, go out to meet with the seller and always have the right paperwork with you, which I'm about to tell you right now. You always want to bring with you at the very minimum the following agreements, two, at least two blank copies of the following agreements. Number one is the purchase and sales agreement. Number two, for when they have a loan, is an authorization to release information. Okay, if they have a loan, bring an authorization to lease information. I just like to bring it on anytime anyway. And the third one is a lease purchase agreement, the short one without the table of contents. Lease purchase agreement is the third paperwork. So bring at least two blank copies of each of those agreements with you. What I like to do is just put them in a plain manila, you know, envelope uh, folder. Okay, and, uh, and then, of course, bring a paper, uh, a pen and pad to take some notes if you like while they're talking. So when you go out there tomorrow, you are going to uh, really try to do what you can to see what the pain is that he has going on with the situation. What have you done to sell your house up to this point, Mr. Seller? Tell me. I'm curious. What have you done to sell it up to this point? And um, use a little psychology in there. You must have gotten a lot of uh, people interested in your property, making all kinds of offers, right? On a beautiful plum vineyard like this, orchard like this? Probably hasn't, but you want to give them a negative. I mean, I couldn't give them a positive to get a negative, all right? So when you get a little bit of the pain agitated and, and figuratively speaking, stick a knife in that pain, okay, you, know, you understand what I'm coming from here. After you've built some rapport and make him feel comfortable talking to you, and you get, a, get him identifying that. Because, listen, no one's going to do anything until and unless they have some kind of pain or some kind of issue going on. What do you think the likelihood of you being able to do business with someone when you ask them why are you selling and they say, well, I just figured I'd put my house on there and see what the market's willing to pay me. And, uh, you know, if someone's willing to pay me 200000 more than the house is worth, I might consider it. You know, that's the wrong person to talk to because you're just wasting your time. If you're talking to someone and you can get them to the point where they're like, man, I really need to sell this house. I got my, my grandkids over here and, and uh, my wife just passed. I have nothing here in this place left for me to live. I got to get out of here. It has a bunch of bad memories. I won't have anything to do with this place. I need to have some kind of solution. Can you help me? That's where you kind of, that type of person you're going to do business with. Makes sense, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can get to that position where they are telling you their deepest, darkest secrets and opening up to you on all the pain, the better you're going to be able to do. Find what the problem is, agitate it, and then out of that you can create a solution that they're going to be more motivated and comfortable working with. Because people make – how do people make decisions, emotionally or logically? Usually emotionally. Say that again? Usually emotionally. Yeah, emotionally. And then they justify it with logic later. So right. 
then what you got to do is you got to uh, now there's four big items that we negotiate here. Do you know what they are? I'll give you a hint. Yes, the first yes. one is purchase price. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounds like you've already you've already gotten some uh, some some things new preliminary negotiated. So it's the purchase price. Right. He wants seven nineteen five. Before you go out, now that you have an appointment, before you go out, you may want to see what you can do to find a valuation of the property, which is going to be crazy. I don't know how many acres is this yeah. plum vineyard. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, that's one thing. He said he wants, well, he said 719,000. And he said 827,000 feet, square feet, which I don't know how much that is. Hmm. Is that something you mean? Do you have an idea how big it was? Because I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. You know I, don't know. I, I, I can I, barely hear I looked, you. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. sorry. When I, when okay. I, when I uh, looked. When I looked up real estate ABC and rental meter, they gave me all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, the, the rent was only 500 plus the the uh, amount of the house was only 426,000. So that's way right. off of what he's at. <clears throat> so that's, you know, but he's giving me the whole acreage, all the acreage, so I don't know how to start to... Uh, yeah, this is, this is a unique deal. This is a unique deal. I don't know what to exactly to do with this, but I'll tell you this. Um, First of all, whenever we go out to a property, we're always trying to either collect a, uh, a contract or a check, okay? So obviously, if you're meeting with the first time with the seller, you're looking to get a, a contract signed. And by the way, don't worry about dotting every I and crossing every T. We can always fix it later. We can always fix it later. If you screw the contract up, whenever you get a property under contract, it gives you the right but not the obligation to buy. So don't be worrying about making a mistake. The worst that can happen is you lose your buying a deposit, which hopefully is only 10 bucks, maybe 100 bucks tops, okay? So right. Go out there with the intention of still getting a contract signed. At this rate, I don't know if you will or not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have positive intention sending your way. Hopefully, you will. But if you don't, you, you can only do business in a way that it's going to make sense to you, where you know that you're going to be in a position to win. You've got to be prepared to walk away anytime. Okay? Don't don't beg, don't supplicate, don't put yourself in a position where you're painted into a corner. Okay? Help them, but you've got to look out for yourself. This is how we do business. All right? So. Even if, try to get some valuation on the property. Uh, do the best you can before you go out there. And if you get the sucker under contract, you can always come back and get, you know, further details analyzed later in appraisal or whatever you need to determine if the numbers are accurate and correct and worthwhile for you to pursue. And if they're not, mm -hmm. come back and renegotiate or just rip, you know, tear up the deal and, and move on to the next one. Um, but chances are, if he's been trying to get the, if he has a lot of motivation, he's going to want to work with you as long as you put yourself in a position so that you're not losing and that you're not begging for the deal because it's just your first deal. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you, uh, if you want 719.5, you know, try to see, you know, if, I, if we get this worked out, Mr. Seller, and, and uh, if we do some terms here, what do you think the lease you'd be willing to accept for this property would be? Uh, I said 719.5. Man, is that the best you can do? And then right. see if he comes back with another number, then you're like, hmm, that's, that's, uh, that's a lot more than I'm thinking. Can you come back right. with another number here? I want to do business with you, but I've got to make sure it's worth my while that I can work with you here. Okay? Yeah. And then, obviously, that 50K down, you know, you, you got to – we usually buy for nothing down, We're especially if we're paying a good price like this. You're gonna, we're going to get a good price for your property. You've got to get that down payment down. You know, we usually buy for nothing down. Nothing down? What? What's the least you can do? What do you have in mind? 
okay? Because you've got to get that $50,000 because a big part of how we do business depends on that down payment, okay? So ask questions, stay okay. in control, do the best you can to get the contract signed. Don't worry about screwing it up. Do you have a mentor? I don't suppose you have a mentor, do you? I did have one, but uh, it, uh, the deal was over. I mean, I, I, my time was up with him but before this deal came up. So oh, man. I had okay, who's your, who's your mentor? Uh, Joe Singerman. Oh, my buddy Joe. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he took great care of you. I'm sure he took great care of you. That's my yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's really, he's really good. A lot of, got a lot of information yeah. out of him. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, um, does that help you out? I got to keep it rolling here. I got a lot more to cover. Yeah, very yeah go right ago. ahead. Thank you very much for your information. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Jim. Great talking to you, my friend. Thanks for calling in tonight. Good to talk right. to you, man. Okay. Same here. Thanks. All right. I'm going to press the next button, and who do we have here? A number ending in uh, 2699. If you can hear my voice, speak up, speak up, say hello. Who is it? Yeah. The number ends in hey. 2699. Hey, Tony, this is Justin. Can you hear me? Justin? Yes. Oh, yeah, I can hear you, man. What's going on? How are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Where are you calling from? Uh, from Florida, Tampa. Tampa, Florida. Oh, man, what a beautiful place. I wish I was there right now. It is cold up here in Northern Virginia. Ah, oh, yeah. All right. It's well, pretty nice. We're, we're in the time of year yeah. we're getting uh, downpours, but, yeah, it's very nice here besides that. <laughs> That's sweet. Are you on the water or close to it? Uh, not that far from it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it, it's very nice down here. Yeah, yes, so, it is. Um, I love it. What can I do for you? I, I need help, and Virginia is very nice as well. Um, I, I need help um, understanding how you guys are assigning lease options today. I know that um, Ron has kind of switched things up a little bit the way he's he's doing it now. So I need to get clear on this. So could I give you kind of like a hypothetical and you could tell me like how you would handle this? Yeah, sure. Okay. So Ron mentioned that he's assigning the lease option back to the seller instead of assigning it to the buyer these days. Um, uh -huh. So from what my understanding of that is, so you get the agreement with the seller and then you have another agreement with the buyer and then let's say you're not going to stay in the deal and you're gonna you're gonna exit out you know you're gonna sign it so instead of assigning it back to the yep. buyer you assign it to the seller so here's what i'm trying to understand um i'm, I'm thinking obviously that there's got to be equity here because like let's say you have um whatever let's make up a hypothetical deal and i'm not writing it so maybe you could write it yourself to make sure it makes sense so like you know let's say we have a three hundred thousand arv house yep. and um you know, let's say, you know, just for kicks, we're getting $50,000 um, $50, uh, down payment from the buyer. So <clears throat> I guess to me, that would mean you would need to sell the property for three fifty. Um, so let's say that that's happening. What I'm trying to understand is that deposit, I would assume that it needs to reflect in the, in the purchase price right in order for that to to actually be a credit yeah, me, i guess what, what i'm trying to say is i was trying to create a hypothetical and forgive me for not really having it but i'm trying to understand if you have a deal right and you're going to sign it and you're going to step out how exactly is that going to work where the buyer is actually going to be able to get credit for that deal that's what i'm not understanding does that make sense okay, what I'm asking? Okay. 
Yeah, so you want yeah. to know how the buyer gets credit for the option consideration, non-refundable option consider that they that they put down in order to get credit for it, right? Yeah, so they're going to buy the house and you're going to exit from the deal. So I'm just curious how that's going to okay. work. I understand, I understand. By the way, uh, Justin, how many deals have you done up to this point? Just if you don't mind me asking. How many have I done? Yes. Um, 50, but I haven't done a lot of uh, creative deals. I've done a lot. I started out doing short sales a number of years ago. Nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, numbers probably actually um, over 100 at this point. But, yeah, awesome. as far as, like, creative and stuff, I'm very, I'm very experienced on the wholesaling and short sale end. But to be quite honest yeah. with you, the, uh, the creative okay. deals like the uh, owner financing and other stuff are, um, are not, okay. Listen, not so much I, my wheelhouse. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And forgive me for cutting you off, man. I got a lot to cover in such a really, really yeah. No, hey, no, go ahead. No problem. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. So, listen. First of all, you got. I got, I got to reprogram you a little bit here. All right. Let me. Let me. Let me take one minute if I can. I talk fast. I'm an East Coaster like you, so I talk really fast. Let me see if I can reprogram you. You got to stop thinking about being a, a short selling and wholesaling quick flip type of person. If you're getting creative real estate, I mean, there's quick money that you can make, but you want to start holding on to properties. The only reason that you would want to get out of a property is, number one, you don't like dealing with the seller because they're an asshole or something like this. Number two, you yeah. live far away from the property. You don't have any way of managing it whatsoever. And number three, here's a big one. You don't want to stay in a deal if it does not have any cash flow and or equity. If it doesn't have any cash, if it's underwater and there's no cash flow every month, you probably want to ax that out and get out of the deal. If it does have equity, why the hell would you want to get out? You can have a big back end ready for you there. If it has sure. cash flow every month, I don't know about you. I love getting past the residual and not have to work for it cash flow. I haven't worked a job in over 20 years, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. So that's yeah, why so you want to stay in there. On this deal, let's just say on this deal, let's say that there's not a lot of equity, so you, know, you wouldn't want to stay in because you, you wouldn't pick up back end money on it, I guess. Okay, sure. Okay. Now we have that out of the way, so – Let's say there's no cash flow, no equity, or very, very little, so that you're not even, it's not even worth your while, and you just don't want to stay in the deal for whatever reason. So what you do is, um, you, the re that's the reason why we assigned the lease uh, option agreement that we have with the tenant buyers, so that they are able to get credit for that. So we assign it from the tenant buyer over back to the seller, and then we show that on there as, um, and then uh, as, uh, as the agreement that they are able to um, be in that, in, that, in that situation so that they're able to reflect the fact that they put the money back down and then it would just show that it was a payment made to the seller even though you're the one collecting it, essentially. And then you'd have to make sure that they get plugged in with a good lease option, uh, the right mortgage broker who's able to handle the transaction of that nature. So that's somebody else that you're going to need to get in on your team and make sure that you tie that person over, the tenant buyer that you're plugging into the deal, get them plugged into your mortgage broker and let them know what's going on so that they're able to handle everything appropriately. And the right one should be able to understand this and make sure that everything is, is taken care of properly. But this way, you know, what you may want to do is just like raise the purchase price and have that come out of there and then have the remaining purchase price to the seller, to the buyer be on there for them to be buying the property. So say for example, if it's 300,000 ARV and you sell it to them for 310, Okay, or that's the purchase price there for for three ten. You collect the ten, and then they have a balance of three hundred thousand that they're going to have to pay off when the time comes on on closing the property. Okay, and that's what the seller would actually sell it to the tenant buyer at that time because you'd be out of the deal.
but you've already collected your non-refundable option consideration and you flipped the, uh, the pretty house that way. Does that kind of make sense for you? Yeah, it makes sense for me. I guess just what I'm not understanding how I'm wrapping my head around it is that, so if we're bumping the price up 10K, but I'm getting the money and the seller's not, I'm trying to figure right. out where the credit is going because if the seller's not pocketing the money and I am, I'm not understanding how that works because to me it's kind of like three ten thousand dollars that just disappeared. So I'm not I'm not really understanding how it gets played into the deal. Does that make sense? That's the part that's not making sense to me. Sure, sure. Another way you can do it is just basically tell the seller or tell the buyer, hey, listen, uh, I have a property where you know this is the situation. The seller, the, the, there's a little bit more owed on the property than it's worth, and I'm going to need a uh, I'm going to allow you to buy. We're going to put you in a position where you're able to buy the property. And uh, we're going, I'm going to need a, a, um, a fee for, for lining this property up for you, and then it would go straight to you, and then you would just assign the rent lease purchase agreement back to the seller that way. And then you would just collect a non-refundable option consideration that, uh, that is disclosed up front to the tenant buyers, like five, ten grand usually is the amount. And then they right. know what's so, going on. Everything's totally transparent. Yeah. So if it's above 10 though, what, what do you do at that point? Cause like, let's say, you know, let's say you're, you're looking for, you know, maybe it's, so I guess my, I guess what I'm understanding from you is that if there's not a lot of room in the deal that you really can't get, collect a large assignment fee because otherwise the buyer is not going to get credit. So I'm, you know what I mean? So I can't imagine why they would want to put the money out if it's not going to go towards their loan. Well, that's, that's what you're imagining, but you'd be amazed at how often people are looking for an opportunity they're not able to get elsewhere, and they would be totally fine. It's right for some people, and it's not right for others. You're looking for the people who it's right for. And I get it. So at the end of the day, that when, whenever you're doing an assignment, they're basically not going to get credit towards the loan. We're, we're just going to get that money, and it's just going to reflect in the paperwork is what I'm understanding. Uh, a lot of times that is how it works, especially in an axe deal. But in a true lease purchase deal, they should, they would and should get credit for it. And there are ways that it can be done. But unfortunately, I, I, I got to move on to the next caller. We have like only a few, like five minutes left on this call. But that is an excellent question. I want you to follow up with that. Are you going to any Ron events anytime soon? Uh, I might or a partner may be going to uh, the one at the end of the month. Okay. I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask that and get an answer directly from Ron so he can expand on that even more. Log into the Gold Club, go to the Ask Ron question, and submit that question there. Let him answer it directly for you there because he'll hopefully be able to explain it even better than I have. Yeah, no problem, and I, and I did. And if you could do me a favor just to you know, let them know that it's a question there because it wasn't answered last week, but I know you guys have a lot of questions. So if you could do me a favor, Tony, and just go in the forum and make sure – that the question is there and seen because I've seen it. If they, he could answer it, I'd appreciate it. Uh, if I have the ability to do that, I will take a look if I can remember. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, I, I don't have back office access to what Okay, no problem. Okay, well, thanks, yeah. man. Go ahead. I know you got to run. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, Justin. Good talking to you, man. I hope right. to meet you someday, and uh, enjoy the weather out there in Tampa. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man. Same here. Take care. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Next up. If, you're, if you can uh, hear this, your number, it uh, looks like a Miami 305 number ending in 8620. This number kind of looks That familiar. is me. Who's Hello, that? Hello, Tony. This is Louis from uh, Miami, Florida. How Louis or Luis? Yep, either way. <laughs> Lucho. ¿Cómo le va, amigo? ¿Todo bien? Muy bien, muy bien. Yeah. Perfecto. So, what can so I do for you tonight, sir? We, well, we only have a couple um, minutes. <laughs> okay, so I'll make it quick. Um, I have a home that I'm putting up on a lease purchase, and it's the first time I've ever done this. 
Um, I got two questions for you. The first one is, what is the best way to list this house as a for sale or as a for rent? And, Both. Uh, and okay. for sale, rent to own, for rent, and put in the description, rent to own option available. If okay. you're putting it on Craigslist, put it all over the place. If you're putting it on Zillow, see if you can yeah. do it as both. You're probably going to have to yeah, do it. Sure. Uh, yeah, see if you can do it as both if you have full control over it. Yeah, I do. And Zillow, I'm going to do it one way. Um, yeah, as, as far as I've seen, it's for sale. So, that's how I put so it. So put it up for Zillow. sale. Yeah, and, and then, then in the description, put in bold, I all caps, caps yeah, to own, all that. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And if I put a okay. sign in front of the house, I should put for sale, rent to own, or something like that. No bank wall. Put, two, and, you know, no put like two, three signs in the front of the house and, a, and like at least 30 signs around the, in, the, in the area, in the neighborhood. Okay. Network with people. Right. Knock on doors. Talk to neighbors. Put out flyers. Aggressively do this. Put streamers, flyers. Have a one-day, uh, uh, two-hour open house event at the house if you can. And get a okay. crap ton of people there, as many as you can. Make it a big event. You'll get this okay. property moved quickly, especially in a hot market right. like Miami. Yeah. Okay. So the other question related to that property is, uh, I have tenants in there that are vacating at the end of the next month. Uh, uh huh. And there's an in-law quarters that's separately rented, and those tenants are staying. What do you think would be the best way to handle that when new lease purchase tenant owners come in, tenant buyers come in? Okay. Say that again. That's the first part. Okay. So the property it has. There's a main house and then there's an in-law quarters right. and both are, right. are rented separately. The tenants okay. in, the, in the main house are vacating at the end of next month. Okay. So my question is, the ones in the in-law quarters are staying, they want to continue their lease for another year or so. How, okay. What would be the best way to handle that when I put a new tenant buyer in there? Do I just continue collecting the rent from both separate areas or do I just hand it over to the tenant buyer and say, you collect it but increase the rent you know, proportionally? Yeah, you can. So the, the in-law quarters, that's all in one property, right? Yes, it's detached. Yeah. It's like a second okay. floor of a detached garage, but it's all one property. Okay, yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, gosh, I would say that, uh, you know, they, the, the people who move in may want, you know, just let them know. Let them know what's going on and give them a couple options and see what's the one they'd be more comfortable with. You might have to turn them over to them and let them manage them. Or you can yep. make them an offer. I'll take care of these people. You take care of the house as, as soon as they uh, want to move out. You know, um, it's all yours. At that point, it's all yours, and, and you can take it over from there. But if you're getting good income from that, that's you know that's a consideration. Well, there. yeah, yeah, that's the consideration. But you just let them know. But by the time they go to close on this property, that that part should be vacant, and that mm -hmm. is, should be their main consideration. Right. I, I, w I would think that would be the way to go with that. That's a very good question. That's unusual because they already got tenants. They might, they might want the people out of there, but they already have a lease, mm -hmm. so it might be a difficult situation. So you're going to have to make sure that the, the tenant buyers who come in know about this and are comfortable with everything. Okay? Right. Okay. All right, great. Thanks, i got to run. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Thank you. Would you go so many people? Okay. I will talk to you soon. Okay. i got one last caller on the phone. Take care, Luis. Good talking to you. I appreciate the call, buddy. got one last caller, Paul Gavin. Hang on one second. I'm going to click you over in three, two, one. Okay, Paul Gavin, are you there? Phone number uh, ending in nine one two. Rob, okay. That Rob, how you sir. Doing? I'm good. Paul. We only have like thirty seconds. In fact, we've already gone over. All time. right. What can I do for you? All right, I'm calling in from New Jersey. I had right. um, a seller that I talked to. He was interested in selling his property, which was a condo. He told me he just wanted the money that he owed on it. 
He wasn't looking to get anything out of it. Um, okay. Talked to him. Does he have a mortgage? He said, the, he, yeah, he had a mortgage. He owed 189 on it. It was worth about 230 He had a tenant in there. So he was just looking to get out from under his landlord, just looking to get get out of the responsibility of the landlord. So I told him I could take over the payment for him, make make the payments, um, yep. and then sometime in the future get him get him cashed out. He was all excited. He thought it was a pretty good deal. And he Great. you know went home, talked to his wife about it, and his wife suggested they called the bank, and oh. the bank told him that they can't do that. If they did that, they would call the loan due. Oh God! Of course they're going to tell him so, that. So my question is, how do you prevent sellers from calling the bank and, and asking questions like that? Because I, well, I, I you can't imagine prevent that probably them. happens more often than, than I would think. If you're not in full control of the situation, it, it can often happen, yes. You just got to make sure, hey, listen, before we get off the phone, do you have any questions about this, anything you need to know before you, you know, as uh, long as this is a legal transaction, everything is on the up and up, and everything is good to you, would you be feel comfortable moving forward with this? Hopefully to say yes, to say fantastic. You can't prevent someone from doing something like that. What you've got to do now at this point is damage control. You've got to come back to them, and you know, I would go over there and make an appointment with them and just let them know, hey, this is the deal. I have a very logical, uh, legal way that we can get this deal done. Everything we said, I can take over your debt, start making payments when we agree, make this a really easy transaction. You won't have to worry about this house anymore ever again. Uh, in order to do that, the loan would stay in your name, but I'll be making payments on it and taking care of everything to do with this house. You won't have to worry about it. Uh, at some point soon, I will be looking to get you fully cashed out, get the loan paid off. Now, there are ways that we can handle this, and I don't have time to get into any of this stuff right now, but uh, there, there are ways that this can be done, okay? And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so just let them know that you'll take care of everything with the bank so that they won't have to worry about it. And with the, can we still move forward, or are we done? Okay. okay. And unfortunately, okay. Yeah, I, really I guess I guess the bank threw him, threw him off there and uh, of course it discouraged did. him. You know, after that he, you know, he didn't seem really interested. But when I talked to him in the beginning, he said, "Wow, that sounds really great. Definitely interested yeah. in that. Um, sounds like something I can do." And then I guess he mm -hmm. decided to call the bank, and then it changed it changed his mind. So. All right. All right. So call them back. They're, they're either still going to be curious and interested. You've got to get them curious. As long as we can still move forward with this in the way that we describe, and I can show you how that we can do this you know, and work through, work through the bank like this, can we still move forward or are we done? If they say, well, what can we do? Then make an appointment. If they say we're done, eh, 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 okay, thank you for your time. We'll be out. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that, that's All what right. I can tell you at this point in time. All right? All right. So, appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. Right, my pleasure. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call. All right, everyone, I'm going to unmute the, uh, the Q&A part. All right. Can you guys still hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is Paul Gavin. Can I still ask my question? <laughs> it is too late, sir. You didn't raise your hand. I was looking for you. Oh, my well, I, I, got, I got stuck getting on. I didn't have the, uh, the rules, so I guess I, oh, I lose. I'm so sorry, buddy. I feel bad. I really do. I was looking forward to working with you on this video. But I hope that you were able to at least get some value. I hope everybody here listening was able to get a lot of value out of the call tonight and uh, yes, listening definitely. to all the wonderful people who we called in. Did you guys like that? Say yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> all right. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. I got to run. I have another minute. Who said that? <laughs> 
I love the enthusiasm. Whoever that was, God bless you. God bless you. All right, guys, I really got to run. I have another student on my mentor line waiting for me. I'm booked up for the rest of the night. It has been a pleasure and an honor talking to every one of you guys and hearing your enthusiasm. I really enjoyed tonight. I hope that you did as well. And, um, yeah, that that is pretty much it. Uh, gosh, you ever run into Ron and say, hey, Tony Pearl did a great job. Tony Pearl did a great job. Thanks, Tony. Have a good night. That's right. Tony. You did a great job. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night, fantastic week, and uh, God bless you all. Take care. Talk to you next Thanks, time. Thanks, Tony. Okay, bye. All right. My pleasure. Be well, guys. Thanks, Tony.